Hello, everyone. This is Rick with the Cyber Pro Podcast. Industry leaders share their insight. It's about five questions in nine minutes because hackers never sleep. We have a repeat offender on today. We're super excited. David Mayner is coming back. He was episode number 15 in February of 2021. And at the time, we had both left uh, a recent organization that we worked for together, and he had moved into a new role where he's still at today, and he'll talk about that. Uh, but he talked about being realistic on what you can achieve in your organization from you know not just a cybersecurity, but also an IT and business continuity perspective. So we're excited to have you back, David. First question for you, what have you been up to since last being on the CyberPro podcast? Well, I'm still in the same position I was uh, on the last uh, podcast. So I'm still the IT security director for Integra Partners. Uh, Integra Partners provides a single solution for DME POS, which stands for Durable Medical Equipment, Prosthetics, Orthotics, and Supplies. So it's the same position. And what I found is over time, IT security uh, it evolves very rapidly. So while I'm still in the same position, it's a very different landscape than it was uh, around three years ago. And that's a great segue. It's almost like you knew the questions, even though for this one, you didn't. How has the security landscape evolved over those past few years? Well, I'll say in my own personal case, so in my own position, we migrated from, it was always cloud-based applications, but they were in a traditional sense. You install Windows on a, a Windows Server VM, you install Windows, you install IIS, you install an application, you manage a server. The biggest shift, I think, in our case is we're now looking at applications hosted in the cloud, but hosted in containers in a different uh, in a different way completely, different or a different operating system uh, hosted in a different way. And we're looking at containers, you're looking at Kubernetes, things like that. That changes how you approach everything. Some things in IT security are still the same, you know, managing endpoints and things like that, but protecting your applications and the traffic to and from the applications, that's changed quite a bit. Nice. And you know, this is a bonus question already. How do you think the cloud experience is changing the landscape for for security and, 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 and what you guys are doing? Well, you can actually see this. And again, I didn't know these questions beforehand, but it is very relevant because I've been dealing with a lot of this recently. You can see this in how a lot of the certifications work now. For instance, at Integra, we're ISO 27001 certified. But there's a new 27,001 uh, version. That's the 2022 standard. If you look at the old standard, they asked a lot of questions about on-site security, on-site backups. You know, do you have fire extinguishers for your data center? A lot of those questions are almost moot now because you don't might not even necessarily have a, a local data center. Maybe you have it, you know, hosted by one of the major providers. So those things have evolved very quickly. And your mindset changes very quickly. Um, some jobs, you just don't see them very much anymore unless you work for one of those big providers, for instance, a data center manager or facilities manager. That wouldn't exist in a lot of organizations anymore. So that's that's one small example of how it's changing very rapidly. And if you look at the newer versions of the certification, SOC 2, ISO, you know, they ask you about threat intelligence, whereas before they would just say, hey, uh, are you limiting uh, thumb drives? Well, there's a lot more to it than there than there used to be. So it's really changing rapidly. No, I love it. David, I'd like to know, you know, it's, it's interesting, right? Because I would consider you as somebody who is in industry, right? You're not just offering a cybersecurity solution out to industry people. You're actually managing the security for your organization. And, and as that, I'd, I'd like to hear 
what emerging trends, technologies, or even approaches that you're excited about and looking at for your organization? That's kind of a tough one because there are a lot of trends and there are a lot of things happening. And if you look at traditional IT security, you had systems inside a, a local network, you were protected by a firewall, you had systems inside, you're protecting it from the outside. Well, now you have remote systems. Now most people in, in our organization in Integra, they work remotely. Uh, they, they can work anywhere within the United States. So how you protect those systems changes a lot. But that's just the endpoints. Now you're looking at previously you protected endpoints with that firewall with maybe antivirus, maybe you backed up systems. But now you just don't protect endpoints. That is the first thing you have to do, by the way. If you can't protect your endpoints, you're all done. But that's just the beginning now. Now you have to look at actually protecting identities, IDs and passwords, your credentials. I don't have to run uh, an EX, an infected EXE on a, on a web server if I can log in as Rick Mishka with full admin credentials. So if I get a hold of your credentials, now we have to protect credentials. And we also have to protect applications. We have to protect systems. So that application you have hosted in your cloud service that cloud service probably includes a web application firewall. Very important. How do you manage that? If you're not used to managing that, if you have that skill set. So the skill set has to change, has to be updated continuously. It's not something where you can stay, you know, we did this 10 years ago and that's what we're going to keep doing. It doesn't work that way. So I would say that is probably the big thing is continually evolving how you think and how you update your skill set. So I'm going to add another bonus question right into the middle of this. How has software as a service or SaaS applications affected the industry and, and potentially affected the way you're looking at your security portfolio and profile? Well, you give up a lot of direct control. So if you look at any of the software as a service offerings, they'll say, oh, we we're certified. We have this security in place. We have this, this, and this. But you lose direct control. If you have, an, I won't even name any one in particular, but let's say you had a, a software as a service for ERP. And that goes down. All right, what do you do? You, you, you call up your account rep, you, you try to escalate it, but you don't control it directly. And similarly, you can see this in supply chain issues. There are some very well-known supply chain issues, very well-known vendors, very well file transfer products that got hit. And if you're relying on them directly, you have a problem. You can, you can update them as quickly as the patches come out if you really stay on top of it. But what you lose control of is other organizations that have your data and how you track that. If I send medical data, which is what Integra deals with, if I send medical data to another vendor, uh, an insurance company, a provider of medical equipment, I'm relying on them to also keep that data safe. So it's it's one piece of a very large puzzle. And how do you manage that? It can be it can be very challenging, actually. No, th thank you for sharing that. I'd love to hear you know obviously without going and 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 opening the hood up, but. Tell me about a real-world security story and a lesson or takeaway that we can learn from it. Well, that's a tough one. Let me think about this for a minute. <laughs> Actually, I, I do have one. So when we look at dealing with health data, there are regulations about how we deal with U.S. health data. U.S. health data, generally under HIPAA guidelines, needs to be hosted in the United States. And that means that people that connect to it also need to be coming in at least to a system in the United States. You can have offshore development, you can have offshore support, but they have to connect into local systems. Now it gets complicated though, because generally I want to know if someone is connecting into our data, our systems 
from outside of the United States or even say from an unusual location in the United States, if we don't have anybody that works for Integra um, that resides in Alaska, for instance, Alaska is a U.S. state. You could work, you could live in Alaska and, and work for us. But we know for a fact, let's say, for the sake of argument, that no one uh, is in Alaska that works for us. Now, what if we get some sort of SIM hit or alarm or notification that their connection is coming in from Alaska? Well, we would have to look into that. But what if we had connections coming in from Southeast Asia, where we know, in this case, we don't have any offshore support? So we've had incidents recently where we get alarms because we have a SIM in place. We have an MSP that manages for us. We, we get alerts and we may get alerts for connections or attempted connections for outside of the United States. Now, attempted connections, that happens all the time. That's going to happen every few seconds, probably. But a successful connection, that's a problem. And we actually recently did have a successful connection from an IP address in Iceland. Huh. Now, it's interesting. Why would someone, well, Iceland of all places? Well, it turns out that someone that works for Tigra legitimately had a VPN installed on their phone so they could connect into Iceland because the Netflix accounts are different there. You can see different, you know, how you can, you yeah. can view shows and you don't have to pay extra. So that is a real world example that ended up being funny. But I would tell you this, for a few hours that morning, it was an early Saturday morning, we were scrambling trying to figure out if we'd been breached. No, it's actually someone on their personal phone connecting and VPNing into Iceland to watch a show on Netflix. So that was a funny one. Sometimes they don't end up so funny. But it does go to show you, you never know when you get an alert what you're going to find. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and thank you for sharing that. That's that's a hoot. I, I VPN in through a couple of different countries for my Netflix account as well because... Man, sometimes you can get just better programming. So. <laughs> hey, I'm on your side. I agree with you. I just don't like it when I have to look at the alerts for it. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So final question for you, David. We used to ask, uh, or we have asked you in the past, what your favorite piece of retro technology was. But today, I want to know what your favorite piece of current technology is that makes you smile. That's a tough one. This is not quite related to IT security, but I would say all of the music services that you can install on a smartphone. And the reason I say that is I, I got a new car recently. I don't know, it was like six months ago now. And when you, you could do it through Bluetooth too, but I actually do it through USB cable. The world is your oyster. You have the, you have every possible playlist, anything at your fingertips. So I would say that's something that, that wasn't, I wouldn't say all that mainstream, just several years ago, right? I mean, you might have satellite radio or something in your car, a subscription to that. But being able to build playlists and things like that, all that on a smartphone, uh, it takes the old iPod technology up to the nth level. So I would say that is something I've really been enjoying recently. Nice. David, are you telling the world that you are a Swifty? Are you a Taylor Swift fan? <laughs> as long as you have absolutely no follow-up questions, no. No, I'm not. <laughs> Fair enough. David, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the Cyber Pro Podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on new podcasts and all of our cool bonus content.